What is going on, everybody, and welcome to, I almost messed up again, Doggy hates when I say welcome back to a new episode, but I'm saying welcome to episode 40 of the Maker Made Podcast. That's right, you heard it correctly, episode 40, and I am, of course, joined by my good buddy, Doggy. What's up, what's up, big 4-0. Let's go, dude, big day, big time, big, uh, happy to be here, you know, is really what we're we're getting down to. I hope you're feeling the same way. I am. We took last week off um, again, which seems to be a, a recurring theme here. Uh, but it, it is good to be back with the old podcast setup, and uh, feels good to be chatting. Totally. And you know, we we have honestly struggled internally. Uh, when I say internally, I mean within the podcast because. We just don't really know what our next steps are going to be. We're kind of just flying by the seat of our pants and having fun while doing it. Um, we definitely, you know, we've talked, we've had guests on. We've talked about having more guests on. I think our uh, last one kind of, I don't even know how to describe it. It was not what was expected, I think is the right way to say. Um, it didn't. It's a little, little deflating. Yeah, yeah. Uh, obviously, there's some stuff we didn't share um, and we don't plan on sharing, but uh that's kind of it's just left a weird taste in our mouth would you say that's correct doggy yeah i would agree with that so we're kind of just you know we're just rolling with it you know doggy and i are very busy right now i know doggy's going out of town this weekend we wanted to make sure we got this post up before that occurs you know in terms of editing and all that jazz Um, i was actually i was locked out of the podcast instagram account for couple months so i didn't and i I, it had gotten to a point honestly where i kind of forgot about it and i'm kind of the one who makes the posts and whatnot for it so um it was kind of easy to forget about if that makes any sense but uh i would like to get back to posting on there we've actually built a decent little following we're about to hit a thousand followers on there doggo have you seen that already yeah, we're at like nine oh something. I'm, it, it was pretty, pretty, pretty juiced to see that. Thanks so much for everyone who follows us over there. Um, I do think we will be populating that more um, as we generate some more content, um, and I think just posting, you know, some stuff we got going on. Something I would like to do. And w- once again, we're always open to ideas coming our direction. If you guys have something that you think could spice up the podcast, whether it be guest ideas, topic ideas, uh, things you want explored, t- talked about, any of that stuff, fire it our way, dude. The worst we can say is uh, we hate you. Just kidding. We would never say that. But uh, um, seriously, we're all we're all ears. I, we know people listen to it. We see the metrics. We know you guys are listening and we get a, a handful of messages here and there. Um, and we really appreciate it. And that's really uh, what it all comes down to is we appreciate you guys and we want to keep doing it. I have fun personally. It's a little bit of work we always talk about. It's going to take some extra time, obviously, you know, with editing, recording, and blah, 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 blah. But it's something I like doing, and I don't mind carving away some time to do it. But enough about that. Doggy, how the heck are you doing? I'm good. Finally starting to get busy with work. Um, but I'm Real work. Very real busy. work. Your real, real day work. job. The job, job. Yeah. Uh, planning some travel trips for work, and should be good there. Uh, but busy in the shop, I have finally... Uh, pretty much ended my Christmas order rush, um, and the big the driving factor in that was just being tired of making posters <laughs> because I think I'll have to look up the metrics in terms of quantity of coasters sold, uh, but it's like well over like four hundred or five hundred coast individual coasters, <laughs> of, and uh, just tired of making them. And at my stage, um, again being side hustle, I can just say no. 
because mm-hmm. my mortgage is still going to get covered. I'm still getting paid and all that stuff. Uh, but for a while there, it was really hard to say no mm-hmm. because it was just so consistent. So, right. um, and there is something with the coasters and Etsy in general that I wanted to circle back to with shipping later in this episode. Um, but I did some shelves for my cousin um, last weekend, and then we got some plywood. So I used the extra to make my desk, which is starting to come along. Mixed and nice. poured some epoxy, made a huge, huge error. I don't know if you saw that in my Instagram story. I used a, a rolling brush. I poured the epoxy on and I was like rolling it to spread it. And it was like oh, I saw dog. that. It was like a dog hair brush. I swear, or a horse hair brush. So much hair everywhere. I got to be honest. I saw that, and I, you know, I as soon as you pan the camera to it, I was like, "What did? What were you thinking, doggo?" Was that? I was at the store for. I think I was making like banana bread, and I had to get sugar. And I was like, I'm, I don't want to drive 20 minutes to the grocery store. So I just went up the street to the Dollar General. <laughs> uh-huh. and, oh, I'll just knock this out while I'm here. And I knew the brush. I was like, this is not what I wanted. I wanted the foam run. I uh-huh. wanted the foam brush. But it, Oh, you went, one, you went with one that had like straight up nap on it. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I, I mixed the epoxy. And then after that. I like opened the I like opened the plastic off of the brush and I was like, oh, <laughs> mistakes were really made. Not what I wanted, but the epoxy is mixed and I, this is, you know, this is happening. Mm-hmm. So did that didn't work out very well. Uh, stopped at Lowe's today, grabbed a foam brush, um, and that'll be much easier. That's what I did for the magnolia cookie um, a couple months back. Mm. Again, just takes an extra step, but it's going to be a redwood top sealed with epoxy on a plywood cabinet base and it's coming along so cool um yeah i saw the uh, pictures and uh thought it looked pretty nice but i just so so what is your course of action for those little naps are you gonna re-flatten that off um i'm gonna start with sanding and see if i can get out <laughs> with sanding so and pray to I the woodworking that. gods that it comes out yeah so most of them were on the surface for the for the most part and the plan was to do two to three epoxy brush coats. Mm-hmm. Um, so pretty much I, I sand down to 120. So almost to the wood anyways, um, hoping that it like seeps in because mm-hmm. redwood is so porous and dry and soft. So again, it's just, it's the same process as I was planning, just a little more, a lot more sanding. <laughs> a uh, little lot stages. more. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, other than that, though, things are kind of going along well, uh, wrapping up for the holidays and just kind of ready to coast for two weeks and enjoy some um, time away from the shop because I need it. So you, I mean, obviously with Etsy, you could just simply not renew the listings and all that jazz and you'll stop getting orders, obviously. But uh, you, you're pretty confident that those are Christmas orders you're getting, do you think? Like you don't think there's a chance that people are just ordering co- coasters? Um, uh, most likely. Can you hear the rain in the background? No. Okay. Um. Yeah, I would say most people that ordered them, uh, number one in the, like you know Pete said on Etsy in our Etsy episode a couple weeks ago, and actually at Pete was the most recent guest, so we shouldn't say that we. Oh my god! Oh yeah! It was a oh, couple shoot. guests ago that um we didn't. Uh, get 
necessarily the results or feedback that we were looking for. Yeah, but so definitely Pete's was incredible. Yeah, let's let's clear that up real quick. Pete was <laughs> fucking awesome. Excuse my French. I just am very passionate about that. I very much so enjoyed having Pete on. Um, it was not him we are referring to. So thank you very much for pointing that out, Doggy. I did not even make that connection. It just it clicked as I was saying that. Good, um, good, 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 good. So yeah, um, I mean, so for my coaster listings, I try to make batches of like four sets of coasters four sets of four coasters per stripe pattern that way when i make a listing i can do one listing fee of 20 cents for four coasters i don't have to do them individually Mm -hmm. and once they sell out i just i don't renew that listing i make a new stripe pattern and i post a new stripe pattern Um, so that's kind of been my my drum beat there for um for making new listings and whatnot um and that was all kind of driven by Pete and Pete pushing Etsy in general, because otherwise I would have just made them and put them on my Instagram story. And that really didn't really didn't drive as much traction. Right. Uh, but it got to a point where I would post them. I think I posted 15 sets two weeks ago at like 5 PM. But before I went to bed, I had like four, or five left people one guy bought three sets one person bought two sets that's awesome um and i found a good corner of the market um and next year i'm gonna get ahead of it but yeah i I, in order to stop myself from making them because i'm a capitalist and i love economics (laughs) and i knew i would keep making them is i just stopped buying the metal hardware for the bottle opener and i was like well i can't make them (laughs) that was you putting your foot down for yourself (laughs) Uh, I was like, I need to have something here. Um, it was also funny in about those in general is I had some that I had like eight or di- eight different stripes in it. Mm-hmm. And those sold just as fast as the ones that had one stripe in it. And I was like, why am I doing all this extra gluing <laughs> and milling and all this stuff if they're still selling? Yeah. Um, so... Um, well, again, variation would, is good. I mean, it's always nice to have options, I suppose. Yeah, definitely. And uh, but those were those were a good hot item for a while, and I'll get ahead of the game next year. Uh, but definitely forcing myself to not do that for a little bit. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm not done venturing from this topic. Actually, you know what? I will venture and we'll circle back. I'll write this down just for. Uh, uh, conversation's sake but i'm great thank you for asking um i think i talked about it last week a little bit but this is the first year in the four years i've been in business that i said i am not doing the christmas rush i'm not taking i didn't last year at this time i was probably i probably had 30 sets of cornhole boards in the queue at this very moment that needed to be done and ready by christmas eve and uh last year was when i first got my cnc and I had waited especially long waiting for the CNC to arrive so that I could utilize the CNC to pull off the cornhole board orders. I didn't get my CNC up and running until the 18th of December, which is actually in a few days from now. But uh, got the CNC assembled and cutting on the 18th of December. And I finished 15 sets of boards in that seven-day span which is pretty crazy. Uh, and that, that's, that's 
CNC cutting the frames and legs and parts and tops, and then all the work for staining and designing and all that stuff for the tops. Um, so I was working up until Christmas Eve afternoon and that moment, like that day I, I was like, Hey, I am never doing this to myself or my family again. That was just not cool. It was ruined the holidays for me to be completely honest. I had no Christmas spirit left in me. I woke up at three 30 in the morning on Christmas Eve to get as much done as possible. And, and I ended up working until noon and then I showered and I had to go to, you know, family, family, gatherings you know and i was just exhausted i was a shell of a human being for because that week i had probably been operating on two to three to four hours of sleep each night waking up at three in the morning and working until 1 a.m midnight most of the time so i was very i sat down with myself looked myself in the mirror and i said we're not doing this again and we're for real not doing it but so i i don't know Sue me, sue me if I'm wrong here. You could have just cut them without the CNC, and you could have been ahead. The last year, last year, yeah, but but it wouldn't have been what I promised customers, like the the frame style that I had promised. You know, okay, you're absolutely right. But I was also working on other Christmas orders. It wasn't just it wasn't just uh, cornhole boards. It was you know bolt cutting board orders and that kind of signs, things like that, were really popping last year. But this year, I, I cut off all orders December 5th, I think it was, that I stopped telling people I could do things. Um, and I stayed true. This is the first time I've stayed strong. And luckily, I've gotten myself to a point, especially this year, where I didn't have to rely on the Christmas or holiday rush, which is, mm-hmm. I guess, the biggest kicker. Because, I mean, huge money is to be made in December. I think most of the makers that we... Uh, chat with probably make the most amount of money this time of year right would you say um i mean i did between september and and december um i mean people you like the early christmas buyers and then you get oh crap i need to get a gift <laughs> for so and so right uh, so you, in order to tackle that market you just mentioned the oh crap i forgot to get a present market um i'm actually just for funsies here in the next couple days i'm gonna whip up like 10 cutting boards charcuterie boards using some of my templates and i'm just gonna throw them up on my personal facebook and be like hey if anyone needs a cheap gift 50 60 80 bucks Mm -hmm. and uh i was working on those trays i don't know if you saw those on my story yeah yeah yeah. that was uh something i had experimented with last year and i didn't have good success with just because i wasn't really i didn't take the time to learn the process but uh, these past two or three days, I made these trays on the CNC. I left them on the CNC and I poured epoxy into the carves. And then I used the CNC once again to clean up the epoxy. And then I just need to do a light sanding and then oil them up. And uh, those two are going to be for Christmas gifts. But I think I might make a couple of those as well just to sell on the side, you know. And if they don't sell, I'll keep them. But uh, yeah, that's kind of where I'm at right now. I'm, to be honest, uh, kind of in heaven in terms of like my quote-unquote time off that i've been taking it's uh it's uh very different but uh i'm i'm enjoying it and i think my family will like me better for it you know yeah oh man um and this is actually just christmas rush in general um i've always in the past i've always rushed to make stuff for the christmas rush Mm -hmm. but i've never actually had christmas (laughs) you've never gotten it yeah (laughs) yeah uh and that's why uh, kind of when I moved out here and I carried all that inventory to those markets, mm-hmm. um, it had been from like two years worth of, oh, here comes the Christmas rush. I'm going to make a bunch of cutting boards. Nothing. 
nothing, nothing. So uh, it was cool to have that rush this year. And I actually finally sold some epoxy boards that I've been carrying around for a while. Like that golf T1 sold. Nice. I woke up and it was like Etsy order. Awesome. Um, but in all of my Etsy listings for the coaster specifically, you had mentioned this Christmas gift. Um, all, all of the title in the Etsy listing is searchable. So I did, you know, bottle opener coasters, um, dash best Christmas present ever. Gift for <laughs> Perfect Christmas gift. All these things like, and then all of my hashtags were like gift ideas, this, that. So really just doing my best to, um, drive any traffic to that page. Um, and it worked. Uh, it really Heck worked. Yeah. Um, so, um, yeah, but I did want to talk about shipping in general, um, mm -hmm. because that's something that, uh, we didn't talk about. And, uh, one of our most loyal listener, Charlie Kohler, Kohler Hardwoods on Instagram, he always bugs me about doing an episode about tools in the shop that you reach for that are like under $40 that you always reach for. I, I don't want to talk about that. Person. Um, <laughs> okay I, always, I, I was like I, sitting I here trying to think it. about it and there are some out there chalk pencils um, tape measures stuff like that but i always entertain his 20 minute phone calls as he explains that topic to me um but what i do want to talk about weekly shout out for charlie <laughs> in our episode about christmas rush is shipping because i had the most frustrating time on my first two batches of coasters um, shipping. I basically bought card stock paper, uh -huh. folded my coasters in it, taped it like both directions with packing tape, printed out a label on my eight and a half by 11 paper printer, mm -hmm. taped that onto the top. It was like, it was like I was shipping narcotics, like a bunch of like uh, paper, <laughs> brown paper bags. And it was a pain. <laughs> And, and then like the oil from the coasters would leak out. Well, so it'd have those stains on it. Well, actually what I did is I put, I put my coasters in a Ziploc baggie and then I wrapped them to prevent the oil from leaking out. Um, <laughs> fool me once, right? Uh, <laughs> I made that mistake once. But the one thing I did want to mention about that is I ended up measuring my coasters in their final dimension and uh, when they're ready to be shipped. And I just bought six by nine padded envelopes. Mm-hmm. And then I bought the label printer and we should put a link in the maker made podcast um, story to the label printer that you recommended mm -hmm. 50 or 60 bucks and probably like 10 or $15 for 500 extra labels. Yeah. And so in the last three months I did 110 sales on Etsy. 119. On Etsy. Well, uh, you have 119 total. I'm looking right now. I know some of them are rolled like over. Um, and that would have been a pain in the butt. And one, like, again, this is kind of a long topic for me because as a side hustler, you know, this is all side business. I can afford to pay myself less to spend more time using a printer I already have mm -hmm. to tape labels onto a package. You know, I can afford to do that because it's all extra. But do I want to? Mm -mm. If I can press this label printer, send print, peel and stick it on there on a, a padded envelope and just make a stack of them. I think I packed and shipped 10 orders in like 
20 minutes. Yeah, that that's what's so cool. When you're shipping the same thing, like you're doing like the sets of coasters, it's so cool because you can you can weigh the package and it'll be the exact same for you know 10 packages mm-hmm. or whatever. So you can just press that print button for all labels. You can pop 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 10 labels and then just slap them on each package, throw them in a bucket, take them to the post office, and that's that. I envy that so much because I unfortunately that's the biggest hurdle I've had is that every package I ship is different. You know, everyone, you know, some person will get one template, some persons will get 20 templates, some people will get five templates, and they're all different shapes and sizes. And that's kind of on me and the way that I rolled out my template designs. But that is so right about I mean, even in my situation, you know, the label printer still saves me so much time. But in yours in particular, where you're shipping so many of the exact same thing, oh I literally get the chills. Small thing. Yes. Like even that golf tee board, I ended up buying like a 12 by 18 padded envelope mm-hmm. and I went 12 by 18 on one side and it kind of stuck out on the other side. So I put another one on the other. Right. One yeah. Oh yeah. I've been there. wrapped it. <laughs> uh, like padded envelopes are, I think OP game. Changers. <laughs> They're really OP uh, game changers in terms of holiday shipping. Mm-hmm. Um, shipping in general. Those. Yeah. Yeah. And I did see back when I started making American flags, uh, there were some boxes on Amazon that were the perfect dimension for my flags, and I, I almost bought like thirty of them for sixty bucks. Uh, but luckily, I didn't, and that's good because I didn't really <laughs> ship any. Um, the other shipping hack, I guess you could say, is uh, using the priority uh, flat rate boxes from USPS. Uh, but what I, like, you know how they say priority, you have to pay priority li- label, whatever. Mm-hmm. They used to have the game board box, which is like 20 inches long and like 11 inches wide. Are those gone now? I think they're gone. I couldn't find them. If you ask the post office, they might have some that you can hmm. ask for. Um, but I think they're gone or going away. Um, but even the large box, the flatter large box, mm-hmm. um, if they see priority... You have to pay the priority label mm-hmm. price, which for the large box is twenty. But um, but if you open them and flip them inside out, uh huh, and then use the cardboard packing, I use like the brown paper over it, and then I just tape it up, and it's oh, like ten. I, I I've done it before where I I even just I flip it inside out and I just send it like that. They can't say they yeah. don't say anything. But there, I've done that before where I use the flat rate box and I don't ship it with that service. And then they, I get a bill for the extra dollars mm-hmm. that I'm supposed to be charged for it, which really sucks. But or, And there's also been times where they just send it back to me or they like try to send it back to me and it gets stuck at a fulfillment center for two weeks and I'm just left without templates. But uh, uh, yeah, that's a genius idea. The free packing supplies, even you can't see them right now, but I have three different sizes of uh, padded envelopes right here. I have like my small ones for the coaster templates and things like that. And then I have my larger, uh, I think they're 14 and a half by 20. And then I have a stack of the USPS uh, flat rate ones. <laughs> and mm-hmm. nine times out of 10, I flip those inside out and I use them as it's just like so that. much easier. And There's I- definitely some, that's definitely a little bit frowned upon, but you know, sometimes you gotta be a little uh, creative as a small business owner. Yeah. I really do, and they're not gonna like make it easy on you. So you gotta look out for those those ways to improve your your process. Uh, again, shipping label is huge, and and standard size items in general is good. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to make basically whatever dimension I wanted. So every for a cutting board, for example, 
And every time I shipped it, it was a new pain in the butt every single time. Um, so if you're going to ship with the priority, like flat rate stuff, look at the interior dimensions. They have them listed on the box and make all your stuff to that size or go on Amazon, buy 20 by 12 boxes and just make your cutting boards to fit in that box. And that way it makes it a little bit easier for you uh, when it comes to measuring boxing stuff up and shipping out totally Um, just like little tips and tricks that i don't always listen to but with these six and a half or six by nine envelopes for the coasters i i will never go back to doing non-standard side side because it changed everything real quick let's take a second to thank this week's episode sponsor that being jobber if you guys have been listening for a while you heard us talk about a little while ago the jobber pd day jobber professional development day well it's being rebranded a little bit still ran by jobber but now called the jobber summit and it'll be on march 1st and you need to save the date visit the link in the show description to sign up save your free ticket to come join thousands of other home service pros at this very free online event that will strengthen your business and leadership skills sign up to stay tuned for the launch of speakers and sessions in the new year once again, it is totally free. Sign up at the link in our bio. Secure your spot now. Jobbert, thank you so much for sponsoring this week's episode of the Maker Made Podcast. I did realize how, how dumb it was for me not to invest in that printer, though, because it does save so much time. Time that I could be spent making more coasters, time that I could be spent cleaning the house. Well, literally just the time work. that you save by just peeling the backer off and slapping it on a package versus taping it all on or six, six lines of tape to make sure <laughs> can't can't bend the logo or whatever totally uh, or the, the barcode scanner so it is really cool really, and we'll be sure to uh link the uh printer we use in the show description notes whatever they are called um but on in other news um i I have some exciting stuff coming. Or I guess we talked about, uh, what's his name? Ryan from Sawdust and stuff gave me shiz because in an episode prior, I talked about me doing some CNC modifications, I guess. And then I ended up not talking about it. But I have some cool plans. I'm actually going to be redoing a good chunk of my shop, that being the CNC table and my outfeed table. So I... I have an outfeed table that's three by six and I ended up slapping a four by eight sheet of melamine on top uh, just a couple months ago. Uh, I need a four by eight outfeed table now for sure. So I'm going to be redesigning my outfeed table and it's going to be, it's, excuse me, it's going to be a four cabinet base and I'm going to do that same cabinet style for my CNC table. So I'm going to be making basically six of the same cabinets and they're going to have a torsion box top with some storage inside of them. Kind of like that Polk style. If you've seen that. Um, And then I'll have a true four by eight outfit table. So I don't have my janky setup that I have now. And then my CNC table is going to be much more stout because right now it's got an open base and I just throw random stuff under there and it's just messy and collects dust and, and I need more storage. So it'll be nice to have some drawers underneath there now. So I'm going to be doing that and then uh, throwing a nice torsion box top on there and then the CNC and then a new wasteboard that I've been very much so needing to uh, take the time and invest in. So that'll be really cool. And then the CNC machine itself Dun, dun, dun. I'm unfortunately not going to be upgrading the CNC anytime soon in terms of the actual machine, but upgrading the current machine I have in putting a new spindle on it. Okay. You, f- you following me? Yep. 
So it's going to be one of those, uh, instead of using a Makita router that it's initially meant for, I'm going to be upgrading to a 80 millimeter spindle from Poon CNC um, and doing one of their nice dust boot setups. So that'll be really cool. So that's going to let me be able to use all kinds of bit sizes and not just be limited to quarter inch, which okay. will be freaking amazing. I'm really excited about it. Nice. Yeah, and then, you know, doing a new wasteboard will be super cool because I just, I've messed up my current one a ton of times and it's super basic and bare bones. So my new one will be pretty slick and life will be much better. And life will be better. That's mm-hmm. awesome. I, you, I was going to, oh, go ahead. No, you're good. Speaking of outfeed tables, mine's a four by six. Yeah, four by six. Um, I love it. Perfect for what i'm doing here mm-hmm. and uh i can't find four by eight melamine anywhere really still there's there's like one spot in town that has it and i don't really want to drive 30 minutes just for it um but what i ended up doing was i bought a wall scraper at home depot it's basically just a metal like putty knife that's kind of sharp and i'm just gonna scrape all the glue off of it and then just roll with it until melamine comes back to memphis Hmm. Um, it's kind of annoying but that makes me feel really bad that i have a three quarter inch four by eight sheet just sitting in my backyard and it's gotten rained on like four or five times the last couple weeks (laughs) well i really want to do it for uh um epoxy stuff but i'm stuck with mdf uh, Mm because i can't get melamine that's Um, weird but it'll it's a band-aid fix until it comes available um what else was I was gonna say? Something else about that. Uh, oh, yeah, just, I need. To, I just really need to redo that, um, clean that up because I I hate looking at a dirty workbench. <laughs> even when it's even when it's not cluttered and all my tools are away, it looks dirty. It looks mm-hmm. bad. So, and I've done so many glue ups on it without scraping, and it good clean, and I'll be back on my way. Yeah, you 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 can just sand it, right? I mean, like you know, you can, but you can sand through the white top. Mm. So I think on my so the melamine that you're looking at on my workbench is actually the bottom of my original piece, like right. the backside, because I, I took it out and I just flipped it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I get about two cleanups with the sander um, before you start sanding through it, and it, you don't get that anymore. Interesting. So. Um, I need to do a, a little sand on mine and see what happens because there it's a little little less than ideal looking. But uh, yeah, I mean, ugh, the shop, I mean, I've gone a long time without doing any shop modifications, which has been very nice. But uh, now that I got the drum sander, that's a big floor space taking unit. So things got to mm-hmm. change, you know. And then uh, the CNC table is something that's been needing to be changed as soon as I put it in there. You know, going back to what I said about the Christmas rush last year, I had to put it up so fast, so I didn't really have much time to think about what I was doing. Um, so it's going to be really nice to have cabinets and drawers underneath it, and it'll it'll make it'll create so much more storage and take the exact same amount of footprint, which is literally perfection. You know, which is funny because it's one of those things that I just need this up and running. Whatever, I'll fix it later, and then right. later comes. It's like. Uh, it kind of works a year okay. later specifically <laughs> yeah. we, we've all been there yeah. Um, but yeah the, the the spindle is kind of a big uh push for me to kind of make these modifications and then if i'm doing the cnc table i might as well do my outfeed table as well so that's that's my thought process behind it 
Um, that'll be happening here towards the end of the month and into the new year. And that was kind of another big thing about why it took so much, or I took so much less workload towards the end of this year. So pretty pumped. It should be cool. I'm excited. And the way you mentioned, you know, right now it's just like this open bay. I have three sides of my outfeed table. I have drawer, or I have three sides of my outfeed table that I have access to. Two mm-hmm. sides are full of drawers. And the last side is just an open bay. And I keep telling myself, oh, next time I buy plywood, I'm going to make some drawers, install them. Next time, next time, next time. Uh, next time has come and gone many next times and uh, still haven't done them. So I hope <laughs> now I do have about half a sheet of half inch and a quarter sheet of three quarter inch. So I might just do the drawers now. Um, aside from looking dirty, it collects so much sawdust mm-hmm. uh, and garbage like that. So I'm trying to do better about keeping my floor clean. Yep, and I think that's uh, probably about all we got uh, to get to this week. Is that fair to say? I think it is. Get a label printer. <laughs> yeah, definitely do that. And uh, that I mean, I guess that's kind of all there is to say. Appreciate you guys listening. Thank you so much. As per usual, episode 40 coming to a close. Time we peace out of here. Peace.